episode 150 of the Bevan James Isle Show, How to Create Change. Rightio team, welcome along to episode 150 of the Bevan James I'll show your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Uh, 150 episodes, jeepers, creepers, I can't remember when I started the show but it was definitely, I think around 2010, so we might come up 10 years on the show which is, well, 9 years, 10 years in a year. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I'm actually in Auckland right now. I've been up in Auckland doing some work for Les Mills. We had a filming class last night and uh, it was quite a cool experience. And uh, so I'm in my little hotel room right here. I'm looking around my hotel room. I need to, I need to tidy it up a little bit. <laughs> Normally I'm pretty tidy, but obviously I got home last night and I just wanted to crash. Uh, but today's show, today's show is a subject that I've been thinking a, bit, a lot about recently. And so I thought... Um, yeah, I might do a bit of a bit of a, a podcast on it. So I'm going to be talking about change and try to introduce a process to help you actually implement change in your life. And because often, especially when, you, like I was teaching a class the other day and I was talking to, and I was just saying, you know, I do an RPM class at like a 9.30 on a, on a Monday morning. And my 9.30 crew, I, I've just recently gone back to teaching this class, and my 9.30 crew is, we, we kind of call them the morning mums. It, it's basically, uh, and it's not a woman, but um, but it's basically kind of people who are either semi-retired or a little bit older with kids, um, you know, and so it, it's just different, you know, kind of a, a certain age in life. And one of the things I talked about in the class was that we kind of get a little bit set in our ways and we get these routines which we really love but also can create resistance to change. And I kind of also had an experience this week in up in Auckland doing this work for Les Mills which really kind of confronted me and change. So I thought, well, it's probably a good chance to do a podcast on change but also to give you a process that allows you to work through areas of your life where you know, you need to create some change or you need to, you know, look for a different formula to make you more successful. So we'll be looking into that when we get into the main part of today's show. Before we do, I just want to talk about one other thing I've done while I'm up here. One thing I've been working on recently is the idea of self-discipline. And I would say that compared to most, I'm very good at self-discipline. I have... You know, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, you know, I'm pretty great with my diet. I I never tend to overeat, you know, like I would definitely have treats, but I I know how to kind of have them to a level where have your treat and stop. Sometimes I will go a little bit over, so there will, you know, it's not that I'm 100% perfect with that. There are moments when I do go a little bit cray-cray, but generally speaking, I'm, you know, I would say I'm in the top tier when it comes to self-discipline. The one thing, if you've listened to the show for a long time, the one thing I do have is Coke Zero is my one weakness. And I was kind of thinking that I wanted to do some projects around, one of the things I'm aiming to do this year is kind of develop my philosophy and deeper living is kind of one of my goals for 2019. And one of the things I wanted to do was to strengthen my self-discipline muscle but I didn't want to strengthen it for an outcome that was important so like for example I wasn't I don't need to weight loss isn't something that I really need to focus on but let's say it was weight loss um I didn't need to you know I didn't want to try to have self-discipline for a gain at the end so let's say I was 10 kg overweight 
and I wanted to lose 10 kg. So I felt I had to have self-discipline with my diet to help me lose 10 kg. Well, what I wanted to do was to remove the the motivation at the end. So that the point of doing this was purely just to experience self-discipline in a moment. And I've been doing some reading recently, which has really kind of influenced this thinking. And it was this kind of idea of just just have to have self-discipline, just to see what you gain from that experience. And I have had a couple of cool experiences around this. Uh, one was I've been learning. I went to see that Queen movie, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, I play piano, so I got home and I thought, well, I'll work through Bohemian Rhapsody. And over it's been about two weeks, I've been working through the song, and I'm probably about two thirds of the way through it. And the other day on the piano, I was just having a session. And I was just getting to that part where it was really hard, you know, I was just, you know, I was working really hard at it and it was kind of a bit of mental fatigue was setting in and I was, in my mind, distraction popped up. So I think maybe something like grab your phone and have a look at your phone popped up in my head and because I was just focusing on self-discipline for self-discipline's sake, so it wasn't that be self-disciplined right now so you can be perfect at the song, it was just, no, no, just be, have, have some self-discipline. I thought, okay, we'll just stick at this for another 15 minutes. And I did, and it was, the, the irony is, is that I had the reward of it. So I actually ended up kind of, ma- not mastering, but getting over the hurdle that I was trying to overcome in that, that moment of struggle. And so it was actually a, quite a rewarding experience. And, and in some ways, there were some good lessons from that. Another area that I've really focused on this week, so when I go to Auckland, so my rules around Coke Zero are, is I have Coke Day Friday, which is one day a week where I can allow myself just to have Coke Zero all day. Uh, and then I'll tend to have Coke Zero if I have a function. So I'll be honest, most Saturday nights, I'm going to have Coke Zero as well. Now on a good week, I won't even have a Coke Zero. On a week where I'm maybe not so sharp, I'll have some throughout the week, but most of the time I kind of keep within those boundaries. The only time there's a real variance of that is when I'm away from my home routine. So uh, when I go camping at Christmas time or if I'm up in Auckland for a week, I tend to just allow myself to have it all the time. And yeah, I tend to probably be a bit excessive with it. And and it's not just the excess of it, it's also just that kind of thing it has on me. And so this week when I came to Auckland, I just thought to myself, I'm going to have a week of no Coke Zero. Um, I'm going to... Just for no for no gain, and there's probably no gain in not having Coke Zero in my life because I don't necessarily feel it's that bad, um, and I also don't, you know, like a, you know all the weight and all the rest of it. But I just kind of thought I'm going to have a week of no Coke Zero, and um, it was an interesting experience. There's some really good learnings in there for me. One thing, one thing that I really recognised was how how present Coke is in our world, um, at least in my world. And I was like, when you're trying to remove something from your space, to have a brand like Coke, which is probably arguably one of the top three brands in the world, it's a really interesting challenge because you're kind of confronted by it you know, at lots of touch points in your days. And that was the experience I was having. I was having these, you know, like, I remember I was having, some, I had some chewing gum and I just opened up this bin and there's a can of Coke Zero in this bin. Um, kind of on movie you watch, it always seems to be Coke in the movie. One of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, this the, the host of that show also loves Coke Zero and Coke Zero sent him personalized Coke Zero cans. And, and, and like out of nowhere in this podcast, he starts talking about how he loves Coke Zero and, and Coke Zero had over the Christmas period, had sent him Coke Zero. So it was that was one really interesting thing. It was, it was kind of the the insight of 
okay, well, this is definitely my temptation in life that I maybe struggle with at times. But also, it's in front of me a lot. And so uh, it's an interesting temptation to have to work towards. And and that's not just with Coke Zero. So for a lot of people who have struggled with food, you know, that's a really interesting thing to have to work through, isn't it? Because we, we need food. Um, and we have to, you know, we're confronted with food many times throughout our day. And so that's an interesting one as well. Uh, so that was one of the insights I learned. One of the things I also learned was that when putting this project in place is to not be too hard on myself. So, you know, one thing, the the goal of the week was no Coke Zero when I was in Auckland. And one thing I'm doing up here is a lot of exercise. You know, I'm doing a lot of high impact, hard exercise when I'm up here. And so it's quite demanding. And often, you know, you get to the end of the day and you're just really thirsty. And, uh... You know, water works, but I do like some kind of something to my drink. So like I either like a fizzy or I like a, some flavor. And at first I kind of went to, you know, I went to this place of you have to be really, really self-disciplined and only have water. And while that could be the next level, that wasn't this journey. This journey was to remove Coke Zero from my week. And so throughout the week I end up having um, a couple Sprite Zeros. Or, you know, I end up having some water. I end up having some cups of tea. I end up having, did I, I think I had one V, like a V0. Um, but I I didn't have to be stupidly anal about it. And I think that's really important because, you know, in some ways a, a non-Coke Zero week is a challenge for me. And to be successful, uh, I had to, you know, to keep it within the right boundaries was important. Because I imagine if I went to water all the time, the pressure to go to Coke Zero may have increased. And there was this moment where I was like, oh, I was trying to be more disciplined than what I'd set out to be. And and uh, actually young, there's a guy called George who I worked with, and he said, well, why are you doing this? And I said, no, it's just for self-discipline's place. And um, and it just made me realize, you know what, just keep within these boundaries. And I have to think when people fail in any change endeavor, they kind of set boundaries because they think they're going to help them, but they always make the boundaries a little bit harder. And one of the things I've le- learned in working with people one-on-one is like like the fair diet. You get people who go on a fair diet and they make it so extreme that there's no way they can succeed. And I, I wonder if I'd made it so extreme if I would have ended up drinking Coke Zero. Now, maybe I wouldn't. Maybe I would have had the discipline to kind of stay through the whole week with only water. Um, and maybe that's a challenge I can move to in the future. But on this journey, that wasn't my challenge. And so when you, just there's some insight there that, and when you set a challenge in place, set your boundaries and be fair to yourself around just maintaining those boundaries. Because I found once I removed that needing to make it harder than what I'd already set out to do, I felt I could be more successful. And then probably the third point that was some of the real value of it. Because I've got to be honest, there were moments where I was, like reaching for the can. Now, I wasn't literally reaching for the can, but I was kind of, you know, there was a couple of moments like last night. So last night we'd had a big day of work. We'd taught in the morning. We'd done feedback. We'd done practice. And then we did our filming, which is, a, it's a real nervous moment in my career. You know, you're, you're getting nervous. You've got film crew. We're on the top of this building. It's, you know, phenomenal kind of experience. Uh, got to the end of it. And it's one of those moments where after the fact, you're kind of <laughs> relief, pride, uh, and you you want a bit of a reward, and so we went and got some Nando's chicken and had some dinner, and then as I'm walking home, uh, I, that thought in my head was, 
you know what, you could probably have some Coke Zero right now because, you know, you've done really well and, you know, you can have a bit of a reward right now. But my goal this week was to have, you know, have self-discipline around Coke Zero while I was in Auckland. And that did not fit the criteria that I'd set up. And so I did have moments in my week, and it's probably five to seven moments where I was really tempted to move towards it. And the the value of this also, so the value of the third thing was, because I had that in my mind, my mind then came up with strategies. So last night I did grab some Sprite Zero instead of Coke Zero. Now, you could argue, pretty similar, but... The goal was no Coke Zero. So on the way home, I grabbed some, I thought, no, no, you, you're doing this. Grab some Sprite Zero, and that can be your kind of your drink treat tonight as you come home. And so just, just there's some real value in those insights, isn't there? You know, the value in the insights of, first of all, in areas of discipline where we're trying to create change, often you are going to be confronted a lot. You know, like for, let's say you're trying to pull back on alcohol. Well, alcohol is in your in our in our presence a lot. Like, think of marketing, think of uh, social, think of you know just our world. There's a lot of alcohol around. Like I talked about before, food, like me with Coke. You know, Coke seems to be everywhere. I've I've discovered this week. The second point is is if you set some boundaries, aim to just keep to those boundaries. Now you may you know what I might do in my next step is I might go you know what see if you can do a week of just water. Now that will be a more challenging week and uh, that might be a challenge that would be really healthy for me. But that was not the goal this week. So when you set the boundaries in place, don't be hard on yourself by making it harder. Because really what you want to try to do is create success and also kind of leading into point three, you want to learn the lessons. And the lessons I really learned was strategies to help me be successful in this week. So there's just some good little insights in there, and I think it's a good little project that maybe you want to explore in your life, is, is choose an area of just having self-discipline. And again, it, uh, the thing I don't want you to do is to do it for a benefit at the end. You're not doing it to go, I'm going to do this to lose weight. The reason I want you to do it is just to experience self-discipline. And the book that I'm reading, I can't remember what it's called, but it was kind of talking about ultimately, you know, like the thing we're trying to, to gain in life is wisdom. And what moments of self-discipline do is they teach us wisdom. And if you were to give yourself a project around an area of your life where maybe there's a bit of a struggle and you can then put a, you know, a self-discipline project in place, then you can show some wisdom around it and you can gain some wisdom. And ultimately, after the fact, you'd want to then continue on with that wisdom in place. Because wisdom is not just insight. Wisdom is insight applied in the long term. So it's just some 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 thoughts. Some thoughts in the first part of the show, which is already 15 minutes long. That's kind of how I roll when I do the show by myself. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put some music on and we're going to get into the main gist. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to pause. I'll be back in two seconds. I am back. And I just want to say a big thank you to the patrons of the show. And if you want to become a patron of my show, just go to bevanjamesisles.com. And you'll see there's a link to Patreon. And it, what you do is you go through the process and you choose how much you want to donate to the show each time I release a show. And it's just a cool way to support me and what I'm doing and kind of getting my message out there. And when you become a patron of the show, you get a Bevan James Oil Show nickname. And these are some of the patrons. We've got uh, Rural uh, Street Fighter Branco. We've got Josh Complete Grit Alice. He's been coming to the gym for ages now. And he's Josh is, Josh is someone who I'm kind of is a great example of 
someone who's created a long-term habit of exercise. He was, I think he works in IT, um, and he joined the gym and lost a lot of weight really quickly. And the nice thing is, I've just been coming to the gym, I can't, I don't know exactly how long, but for a couple of years now. And I know outside of the gym, he's got into running, he's done half marathons, and he's just a real, like, I'm really proud of his journey. And, and I haven't really spoken a lot to him about it, but he's somebody who, didn't have exercise in his life, there was a level of unhealthiness in his life, and then had a transformational moment, but has sustained it. And that's such an important thing, because there's so many people who have these kind of transform, form, trans, sorry, transformative moments in their life, but then they just slip back. But Josh hasn't done that. Josh has really maintained the habit and kept in it. So good work, Josh. You're, you're, you know, you're an inspiration. I'm sure many people in your life, you inspire them just by being what you're being. Uh, Sabrina, num- the number one pick, we've got Ruth on fire, new stub, and we've got George, Monopoly Man Street. If you want to become a patron of the Bevan James Isles show, just go to bevanjamesisles.com, click on the patronage link, and uh, go from there, and you can support me in what I'm doing. Anyway, let's get into the main gist of today's show. And then in the, earlier on the show, I was talking about how we can kind of get set in our ways, how we kind of develop these patterns in our life. And once these patterns in our life are developed, they kind of just stay the same. And I've got a really good example from my life. So I love kind of finances. If, if I wasn't into fitness, I think I would be in some kind of financial game. Uh, and I love there's a week, there's a moment in my week, which I, there's always, like, in my journal, I write a journal every night, and in my journal every night, I always have, um, what I've learned, I always finish, I kind of write about my day, and I go, what did I learn, what did I give, and kind of, good things from my day, well, I write good feelings, but it's kind of, you know, those, that gratitude kind of diary thing, it's the kind of three good things from your day, and then I also write how much did I exercise, and my piano, how much did I play piano, that's kind of just what I do, and every Thursday, and on the Thursday, I pretty much write good feelings for the day, something from what I did within my finances. And basically, my Thursday morning starts with me teaching a class. I often have a client afterwards. And then I just do my finances or, or Joe and my finances. And it's a pretty much like a two-hour process. And I've been doing it for years. Like I literally started doing budgeting and finances when I was like 20 or 21. And back in the old days, I, I did it in you know school books or like an A, A1 or A... I don't know what they're called nowadays, but A1 books, uh, like the mass books. And I've still got my budgeting books from, you know, it's 20 years ago now. Um, and it's evolved a little bit because now I'm, I am on spreadsheets. Uh, but I have this real process that I go through. And occasionally there'll be some steps in the process that I'll just kind of go, oh, maybe I need to improve this step. So occasionally I'll take that little kind of step back, look at what I'm doing and think about how I can improve it and make small shifts. Well, about a year and a half ago, our accountant said to us we should start using Xero. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard of Xero, but if you haven't, Xero is a basically an accounting software for small businesses, or might, might be big businesses as well, and it's a very successful company, and what they do is they kind of give you the software to make your business accounting a lot easier. And so our accountant said to us, you should start using Xero because it's... You know, it's, it's a really great system. It actually works really good with the accountant because 
It uh, makes their job easier. So in theory, it would probably make our fees cheaper um, and all these types of things. And it's actually pretty fairly priced for a year. I think you pay, I don't know, three or 400 bucks, which for a small business is pretty fairly priced. Uh, so we, you know, we, we got it and uh, I didn't use it. Because why? Because I have my system. And we do use it. Ironically, Joe, my wife, I know that in the background each week she kind of does it as well. So, so in in theory, we're kind of doubling up on a job here when I think about it. Um, and it's a really interesting thing because why haven't I changed? Like, why haven't I gone to zero? Because I'm sure it's probably better than what I'm doing. It's probably more effective. It is obviously more time effective because Joe and I are basically doing the same job. Like I'm not sure how much time Joe spends on zero, but it's probably at least half an hour a week. So, you know, we're doubling up on a job. So what's happened here? Because there is a better way, but I'm not doing it. And that's what today's show is going to be about. It's this idea of when we're set in our way, why don't we change? And when we are set in our way, how can we change? And so I suppose the first thing as I talk about this is I'd really like you to think about an area of your life where you're a bit like me. So, you know, my finances, I'm so set in my ways and how am I doing my finances. And I can argue that, oh, you know, but my finances work and it's got a system and it's, you know, like it's doing it for over 20 years. There's a proven system that kind of works. So, you know, you know, I can, I can justify it to myself. So I want you to right now just kind of identify what's that area for you. Now it might be more than one area, but maybe just think about one area right now. You know what? I'm sure it's more than one area because I'm sure I have more than one area where I'm a bit set in my ways. Um, but what's one area of your life where you can think about as we work through this process? One area of your life where, like me, you're a bit set in your ways. It's, it might even be fine how it is, but if you were to be really honest, change would be better. It's interesting, I was speaking to someone who works in a big, big business, and they're saying, you know, one of the hardest things to do in a big business is try to implement software change. And even though software that they implement moving forward will be 10 times better, the resistance they experience from people within the group who work for them is massive because ultimately people just don't want to go through change. We're comfortable. So, so then when we think about this, I want to kind of go into my experience that I've had this week. So I've been up in Auckland this week for Les Mills. Les Mills is this massive international company who do very, very high-class work. You know, the, the leader in the industry, they, the, the filming work we do here is phenomenal, man. Like, it's, it's really, like, last night we're filming on top of a building, night sky behind us. We've got a camera crew, about eight camera crew behind us. You know, like it's a, it's a movie production really. And the, the imagery, you know, the, the production they had was absolutely phenomenal. Now the way we filmed this week was completely different from any experience I've ever had in my fitness career. Because the kind of fitness I teach is in front of groups of people. And so we turned up to Auckland this week and they told us, look, you're not going to be teaching to a normal class. So my experience in my whole career and in my 20 years of teaching group fitness has been standing in front of the class. And even for Les Mills, when we do my filming, which I've done for, you know, 18 years, I've always taught in front of a class. And I said, look, we're not actually going to be doing it this time. We're going to be teaching in front of nobody. So you're literally going to have nobody in front of you and you're going to just have the film crew in front of you. And they also said, we're also kind of going to make it a little bit more challenging for you because what we're going to do is you're going to be wearing 
earpieces. The earpieces that news readers use when they are reading the news. So you, 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 just these kind of in-ear things that you can't really even see. And they said to us, look, we've got to be really honest, the sound is terrible. Like the sound, you it's tinny, you probably won't hear the bass. It's gonna be, you know, it's it's gonna be a challenging experience for you. Now, this was a change moment that was forced upon me. Like I, I couldn't just say, well, look, I'm not gonna do it because I need to have people in front of me and I need a proper microphone and I need to be able to hear my better music and my surroundings. You know, I had to do it. So it was kind of forced change. And, but it was kind of a cool experience for me to go through and it kind of really applicable to what we had to happen right now. So I learned some really valuable lessons this week around change. And, and, and I, I, you know what? I'm going to make it my project to get onto zero. I know. I know. It's kind of because I'm going to talk through these steps. And, uh, and maybe what I'll do is within the next couple of months when I come back to the show, I'm going to tell you, look, I've committed to changing zero. Uh, and I want you to do the same. So that area that you've identified that, you know what, I'm a bit set in my ways, but maybe there's a better way. I want you to commit to it. And maybe in a couple months time, you can also, you know, have made progress in this area like I would have with my finances. So the first thing to do is to see the change. So for me, it's really clear that there's a better way or at least, because sometimes it might not be a better way. Sometimes you go there and you realize it's not a better way and, and you can assess it after that. But I'm going to assume that going to zero is a better way. Les Mills assumed that doing it this way was a better way. So doing it without a class, you know, it was really bizarre because we're teaching. No one can hear our music. No one. So we're teaching. We're doing all the movements. We can hear them in our earpieces kind of poorly. And it must have just been a really weird experience to watch. But anyway, we... Um, uh, so... You've got to see the change. So in the area that you're thinking about, what's some of the change that you can create? What's some of the change that you can create? So for example, and this is a really good example of exercise, a lot of people just do the same crap all the time. Well, not crap, the same exercise all the time. So we have this kind of exercise routine that I call it a tick-the-box exercise routine. One of the things that's really important in trying to get results with exercise is kind of the adaptation kind of theory that we need to challenge our body in new ways so it has to keep adapting to the challenge that we're putting in place and for a lot of people around exercise what they do is they have a routine which is very much the same thing week in week out week in week out and what they can do is they can justify or they can tick the box that I'm doing exercise but sometimes they get frustrated because they're not getting any change and it's because they're not changing the exercise like if I just turn up and do a run on Monday, the same kind of weights routine on a Tuesday, stretch on a Wednesday, if I do that week in, week out, forever, my body, I'm not change, I'm not challenging my body to change, am I? So maybe your area is exercise. So you might say for yourself, okay, well, actually, you know what, Bev, my exercise routine is very much copy and paste each week. So what I want to do is I'm going to really challenge myself to um, find a better routine. Or, or, or try something different. So maybe currently you're doing running, you might try a CrossFit class, you might try a, using a PT, you might try a yoga class. You're just going to try to mix up your routine a little bit. So that's the first one, see the change. Once you see the change, so for me in my example, it is implement zero. Feel the resistance. Feel the resistance because this is what's going to happen when we 
sea change in front of us and we are set in our ways, we feel resistance. We don't we don't want to change. Like when our accountant said to us, you know, well, you guys should be using zero. I'm like, oh, well, my way is pretty good. I've done it for 20 years. I know what I'm doing. You know, I resisted that change. And so much so I didn't, I didn't implement it. My resistance was so good that I didn't actually implement it. When Les Mills said to me this week, you know, Bev, we're going to be doing this this way, I felt resistant. Especially for me, because for as an instructor, one of my things is I'm, I connect with people. I love being with people. You know, when I'm teaching, I'm just kind of, I'm just having fun with my people. So my resistance was, but I'm a connector. You know, like, how can you, how can you teach a good class when you're not connecting with the people in front of you? So this was a real kind of resistance that I felt. Now, I had to overcome that resistance because I had no choice. There weren't going to be people in front of me in that situation. So in the Les Mills situation, I had to learn to overcome the resistance. In my zero situation, I basically succumbed to the resistance. I, the resistance won. Now the resistance is going to be there. So first of all, just just know it's going to be there. And then secondly, I think we want to use the resistance as a powerful tool. So what we want to say is we want to say, explore the resistance. What is the resistance that I'm I'm feeling right now? Okay, so for me with Les Mills, the resistance I was feeling was you are taking away one of my strengths. Maybe I won't be that good. Yeah, that's that's probably a good honest reflection of it. You are taking away one of my strengths, connecting with people. So maybe I won't be that good in this situation. Because that's the thing that kind of, I feel makes me a good instructor. So now, the resistance I'm feeling is vulnerability. With zero, you are taking away a process I have that I feel is proven so the resistance I'm feeling is probably stubbornness. Why do I need to change if it's already working? That's probably the resistance I'm feeling in there. So you kind of spend some time. So as, as you know, I got you to identify your one before. Um, what's, what's your resistance in your area? I'm just thinking of the exercise one to identify. So let's say it's your exercise routine. Maybe the resistance you're feeling is, I don't want to feel that I'm not good at it. Because you've got a routine that works really well. You're quite proud of your routine. You've got that tick box. You are an exerciser. You've got that routine. To go along and uh, not be good at exercise might make you feel resistant. I remember years ago I had a, a manager and um, I had a ma- – no, no, I didn't. I, I, well, yes, I did. I had a manager – who was, who never really did anybody's classes. And it was because they didn't want to be seen bad at, at the programs they weren't good at. And I remember one of my other colleagues said, it's really interesting, they never, you never see them turn up to your class. They never do your workouts. Not mine, just kind of anybody's, you know. And it was a really interesting point. It was that they were resistant to kind of going along supporting other instructors because they didn't want to be seen as bad. That's sometimes the case. In the exercise example, you've got a good routine. If I went and tried CrossFit, and, and if, I'll be honest, if I went and tried CrossFit, I don't do that kind of exercise. I'm going to be pretty bad. And I'm an exercise leader, so I don't want to be vulnerable. And you know, So what's the resistance you're experiencing? So feel the resistance, and then explore the resistance. What's the resistance I'm experiencing here? And I think it's really important to do this step, because like even then as I talked about the Les Mills one, it was that idea of oh, my vulnerability around taking away my strength. 
from here, we want to really then start to create some change steps. Okay, so and what I want to think about here is if I, if, you know, if I, when I come back, not if, when I come back in a couple months from now and I've implemented zero into my system, you do that kind of thinking back kind of process. So what I mean here is, excuse me, just a bit of a hiccup there. Uh, what I mean here is, another hiccup, sorry. Uh, what I mean here is, okay, in two months from now, I'm implementing zero. Kind of what are the steps that I need to do to get back from here? So like this week when I do the finances, maybe I need to sit down with Joe and I need to say, okay, well, I'm going to start implementing zero into my system. Can you teach me the basic steps of how they do that? And then the next step would be, um, okay, well, once I've done that, then I might just do a, a week or so where I keep doing my system, but I practice doing zero a little bit as well and get some reflection back from Joe. Then in a month from now, I try to do it without doing my system. So I kind of trust in zero and go from there. So there's these kind of action steps. And, and this is the real practical side of what we're doing, is the action steps that I need to take to create change. Now, one thing I think that that's really helps when we come to the action steps. So if we use the exercise one. So the action step would be, I'm going to, instead of go for a run on my Tuesday, one day I might do a go, go to a CrossFit class. Or go to a yoga class. So one day a week, I'm going to try something new. That's action step number one. Action step number two would be two days a week, I try something new and still keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So so you kind of just try and develop that plan. So as you listen to this right now and you think back to the area that you identified, what would be the action steps towards the change that you want to create? Now one tool that I think that really helps here, because one thing I find really interesting about change is how much time does it cost to create change? How much time does it take to create change? This is a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because when we think about the cost of not changing, so if I go back to my financial example, the cost of not changing is inefficiency, is less productivity, and less outcome. The higher cost of not changing is I'm spending more time on something which is costing me time that I could be spending on something more powerful. So let's say it turns out zero is an hour faster than what I do to do my finances. Well, that hour that I got by using zero, I can use to improve my business. And that's much better use of my time than just sticking to an old kind of antiquated process. So when we think about that, that's interesting. Now, I kind of really, if I'm going to be really honest... For me to implement this zero project in my life, it's probably less than 10 hours work. It probably is. Like if, if I think of those action steps, and, and I went to myself, okay, so action step one is just to sit down with Joe and kind of learn the basics. Zero is obviously pretty good. It's a very successful product. And I imagine the reason it's very good is because it's simple for the layman. So, and I'm kind of a bit of a geek with numbers, so I'm sure I'm going to be fine in learning it. So let's say... You know, to me, to sit down with Joe and spend time learning zero, it's going to cost me maybe two hours. Let's, let's, let's inflate it a little bit. Let's say three hours for me to learn that first step in my, in my change steps. And then the second step is to do 
both my way and zero way. Now, that means that week when I do finances, it's going to be a little bit more, isn't it? So, you know, because it normally takes me two hours, but if I'm going to add the zero to it, so it might take me three hours. So for a couple weeks, it's probably going to take me three hours. So at this stage, well, let's say for three or four weeks, it takes me an extra hour to do my finances because I'm learning how to do zero. So that goes up to around five or six hours, and then we'll, we'll kind of we'll, fl- we'll inflate it up to 10 hours. So this change process is going to cost me 10 hours of my life. And if zero is as successful as it, you know, I'm kind of thinking it can be right now, in the long term, do you think that 10 hours will be paid back? Massively, won't it? But when we think about change, we think it's going to be so hard. You know, think of that person who's telling me about big business and software change. You know, for the person who's resisting that software change, they probably have 10 to 20 hours of learning to do to get that change. And the the, the impact on their career and their and their business's, you know, success will be really massive. For the person who's got the same tick box exercise routine and aren't creating change, for them to create change and those change steps is probably going to be, you know, 10 to 20 hours max, maybe even less. And if they get better results because of that, that's that's really worth doing, isn't it? And the reason I like adding the, the time and effort each step takes to those change steps is it makes you realize change really isn't that hard. Like really, you know, like and, and we got introduced to zero probably three or four years ago. So if we think of the cost of me not using zero, and let's say it is, let's just say it's half an hour faster. So my two-hour process every Thursday morning goes to an hour and a half. For two years, for every week, look how much time I've gained that I could have just spent on improving my business. Time better spent on my life or just spending my mind space elsewhere in more powerful ways in my life. That's, that's a massive gain. And what was the cost? Ten hours. So when you think about your change steps, you will also want to put how much time will each step take and how much effort will each step take? Because some some steps will be harder than others. So in your process, you might find, you know, you might go step one's pretty easy, step two's pretty easy. Okay, step three's going to be a little bit harder. So I'm going to have to make sure that I put a bit of time into, you know, putting my mental space, setting myself up for my wins in that area there. The next step in the process is to do the work. So, you know, in two months from now, I'm going to come back saying I'm using zero. And, you know, the first step I need to do is to, you know, sit down with Joe and say, okay, you know, next week when I do the finances, I want to spend an hour with you just kind of learning this. So then I've got the, I've got the change step in place, but I need to do that work, don't I? So just do the work. From there, see your progress. So see your progress. And it will be one of those things where once you've created the change, there's a, you know, the sunk cost, I've talked about sunk cost on the show in the past, sunk cost is that kind of um, investment thinking, which is, um, would you, if you knew what you knew today, would you buy the investment that you currently have? And because what a lot of people do is they'll buy an investment and sometimes the investment will go down, but they hold on to it with the hope that it'll come back tomorrow. But if you knew what you knew today, would you buy that investment? And if the answer is no, the argument is, well, we'll sell the investment because you're better off to put that investment somewhere else, which you feel would do better for you. And often when you've created change, like let's, okay, just going back to my zero analogy here, I imagine in a few months, like this time at the end of 2019, I, you know, and zero is just kind of a habit that I have, I probably wouldn't go, oh, I'm going to quit zero and go back to my old system that cost me in half an hour longer. You know, that once you've got the change, you see the progress, don't you? So 
you know, once you've implemented that change, make sure you see the progress in the area there. And it was interesting going back to the Les Mills experience. So I had to work through change steps. So I had to, this week, you know, I I had to do a lot of kind of change the way I learn my, my craft. So when I come up here to Auckland, and it's quite, you know, like this is a very challenging moment in my career, but because I've done it so many times, I'm actually quite comfortable with it. So that was actually one of the real challenges for me this week was how, how do I learn because I had to change my learning process because what the, the the outcome I was aiming for was completely different. So not normally when I'm teaching or practicing my tracks that I'm going to present, I'll do it in front of the mirror because in front of the mirror you're kind of seeing your facials, you're kind of just you're just thinking about what you're going to do. But this week because I knew I was teaching in front of a film crew, I did it in front of a blank wall because I, I needed to think about more of the emotional experience I was taking away without kind of the feedback from the people in front of me. So I suppose in front of a mirror, I feel I'm seeing the feedback I'm going to see from people in front of me. I know that's kind of weird, but it's kind of true. Uh, whereas this week, I knew that I wasn't going to have that. So I had to, my change step was kind of learning how to do it differently. And so then I did the work, and I've actually gained some insights about myself as an instructor that I would have never gained if I just did it the way I'd always done it. So I, I can see the progress I've gained by having this change. And then the last step in this process, which I, I kind of think is an interesting one, is you want to reinforce it in your identity that you have the ability to change in your life and that change is good for you. This is a really important step. You want to have the ability to reinforce in your identity that you have the ability to change in your life and that change is good for you. Because... Like I was telling my RPM classes, we can get a bit set in our ways. And particularly once we get to a certain age, we kind of, there's a comfort with our ways. And if we reflect upon this whole kind of podcast or this whole section, it's not that your way's bad, but often there's a better way. And like me with my finances, I've, I've allowed myself to justify all my ways fine, but there is a better way. And actually, a good example was me with typing. I'm, I, I learnt to type when I was about 20. I bought my first computer and I thought, man, computers are amazing. I'd never had a computer in my life. And I thought, oh my God, these are amazing. And I thought, I'm going to spend a lot of time on a computer. So I'm going to do a typing course. And uh, so I did, uh, I think, like a, an online typing course for like three months, every day, half an hour. One of the best things I ever did because I, I learnt to type. I could touch type. I can look at the screen. Uh, it's I imagine that, that three months of time saved me so much time in my life because I can type properly. And I got to a certain level and I never really changed. And then in the last period of my life, I've been thinking, oh no, I need to change my typing a little bit. So I've just been doing some upskilling of my typing and I've got better. And so now I'm more efficient with my typing. And so in your life, you want to be the kind of person who's willing to change and move towards change in many areas of your life. And if you can have the identity that I'm the kind of person who has the ability to change and that this is good for my life, you won't just work on the area that we've identified today. This will be a process that you kind of continually do ongoing in your life. And I think about kind of what that would develop you as a person, that's going to be a really massive thing. And so to me, the real value in this is to use this project as a, as a project to make you realize that, oh, actually, while I will always experience resistance towards change, my job is to move towards better ways. And if I have the ability to continually do that, my life is going to get better because of that. So that last step's really important. I have the ability to change. It is good for me in my life, and I will continue to do it.
So to kind of recap, just kind of to bring this all the way back, and, and, and just to recap the steps that maybe you want to imply, apply into your life. We, we can all be a bit set in our ways. And, and often it's not a bad thing. It's, you know, my finances aren't terrible. Actually, my financial system's been really a, an important part of my financial success in my life. But I am set in my way in my process. So you've got to see the change. I, there is a better way. You've got to feel the resistance because you're going to feel resistance towards change. You need to explore the resistance. What is the resistance I'm experiencing? Then you need to create a plan to move away from, and I call this the create change steps. So what are the steps that get me from my point A, where I am right now, to the point where I've actually changed. So when I am using zero as my regular routine without using my current system. Once you've found those steps, define the time for each learning or each step and the effort that comes along with that step. So for example, again, two hours learning with Joe. So, and that's, again, I find that really interesting because most of the time when you add it all up, it's not that long. Uh, Then do the work. So do the work to the point where you've actually created a change. See the progress and the gains that you've made as that. And then the last step is to, to reinforce that you have the identity, that you have the ability to change, and that is good for you in your life. Now, I guarantee that if you become somebody who has that identity, you're building a really great life. And that's what this is all about. So, do the work. In a couple of months, Tom, I'm going to come back and I've got zero. And I've got, I feel the pressure's on me now. The pressure is on. And I almost want you to, you know, as you've listened to the show, flick me an email and say, Bev, here's where I changed. And, uh, and then you and I can continue on to choose other areas of our life where we can implement change in our life. So, uh, I always like to finish with make the best version of yourself. So, do this and you'll become a higher version of yourself. Alrighty, that's this uh, episode of the 150 of the Bevan James Oil Show. Uh, done and dusted. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to all the patrons. If you do want to become a patron, remember go to bevanjamesisles.com and uh, just, you know, just, it really helps. Seriously, it, it makes a big difference. It really does. So for all those people who are patrons out there, I just really appreciate your support. It makes a big difference. I've got to be honest, I don't know if the show would still be around if it wasn't for the patrons at times. So like I love creating this work. Um, actually, I'm going to share a quick insight. I'm going to share a quick insight. Um, I, I run this running business, which, again, if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about it. Uh, and uh, marketing's, uh, we have a little bit of frustration in our business because so many people want to use our product, but they're so afraid to use it. So, like, we, the, the biggest comment we get, because we try to design, we, we've designed our 5K product to help beginner exercises. And we get so many people who want to who want to join us, but they're just so afraid. And the one of the biggest comments we get is, I've looked at your products from people who join, so they eventually join, but they'll say to us, I've looked at your product for two or three years before they join. And uh, the, the, the puzzle I'm always trying to solve is, how do we get them to, to not wait two or three years? How do we get them to kind of, you know, once they find us, kind of jump on board quickly? Because we're really successful at helping these people achieve the goal. And so we, we know that once we get in our world, we're going to help them get healthy and fit. And and often many of these people go on to do half marathons. And kind of like I was talking about Josh earlier in the show, implement exercise in their life for the long term. And that's what this is all about. And uh, so there's this kind of frustration in my world. And uh, we've, you know, I've always done marketing. For the longest time I did marketing. 
Um, and, and, you know, our marketing's been you know, successful. We've obviously got businesses that are working, but it's not as successful as I would like it to be. And in the last few months, we've tried to use a marketing business to help us. And, and actually, they did worse than I did. <laughs> so um, so it was kind of like we pulled the plug on them. And, and then just recently, I realized I've let I, – I, I got a little bit of focus. I got a little bit of focus in, in what I was doing. The reason people, I, I, I think, I hope this is right. Um, the reason people will join is if I show them that we have the ability to help them grow. The reason people will join is if I show them that we have the ability to help them grow. Now, one thing we've done with our business is we've built this massive database of local people who are our target market. Like over the years through marketing, we've got this massive database of people who have signed up for more information from us. Um, and, and to be honest, most of the time, the messaging I've given them is kind of selling. It's been selling messages to these people. It's, you know, we're starting an next group. Make sure, you know, here's an early bird rate. Um, you know, now within our selling, there has been testimonials and proof of our evidence of our success and all those types of things. But in this last moment, I've realized that actually my job is just to, to help people realize that we can help them grow. So one thing I'm going to be implementing, and I've actually just started, is just a weekly email to, to this database. And, and I'm writing pieces that I've never put out to the public, and I won't put these out to the public. And each one, I'm just going with the purpose of, I want to write a great piece that helps somebody grow. I want to write a really great piece that they read and they go, oh my God, you know, this is really great stuff and this helps me in my journey. Now, hopefully, and and, and because the reason, you know, obviously I want a successful business, but I I always see my job is to get as many people being successful with movement. That's that's my kind of journey. Um, And so hopefully through that, People can, you know, they'll use the tools that I'll give them my emails. And then, you know, at the end of each email, there'll be just a small plug for our business, you know, saying, hey, if you want to, you know, that's the thing. And and I've, that's what I've always wanted this podcast to be. Like, I want this podcast to be a tool in your life that helps you grow. And you'll know that when I do my episodes, you know, like when I do the Bevan episodes, it's a, I always try to give a tool, like today's tool. And, you know, where's the change? Feel the resistance, explore the resistance, create change steps, define the time and effort, do the work, see the progress, reinforce it, you can create change. I've given you a tool that you can implement in your life. And to me, one of the biggest things that I've come back to in this moment in my life is that my job is just to try to help people grow. That's that's the only reason I'm kind of here. Well, it's not the only reason I'm here, but it's the only reason for doing this podcast. And like, it really is. It really is. And so it's going to be interesting to see if with my business, if I can help people. The thing I think about is how do I reduce that time from two to three years to down to, you know, three to four months? Because if I can get really great at that, then I can really help more people. So just some interesting, just another insight I'm throwing at you guys. You know, I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, keep being you. That's how I finish this show nowadays. I've finally found the finale to the show, which has only taken me 150 episodes, nearly 10 years. Uh, keep being you. Rock on. I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. I hope I've got an interview lined up for that one. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Oh, email me, bevanjames at gmail.com. Spread the word, bevanjamesisles.com. Share it on your social media. And what do I say? Keep being you. <laughs>